Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM. The fan. Cause I'm just a nobody. We're trying to tell everybody. We're all about somebody. Who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. I'm hoping to get Pastor Ken Keltner back in studio. It looks like we're starting to open up a little bit, so I'm excited about that. So let me tell you about today's show. Uh, this, I'll tell you what, I have not gotten the kind of response from a TV show about, hey, if you thought about having this guy on your show like I have this one? And uh, if you don't have Netflix, I would strongly suggest go to Netflix.com, if for no other reason. They've got great shows, and I love Netflix. But this one, if you listen to this show and you love to be able to marry sports and faith together, last chance you. It's the basketball part. The basket, The first time they've done basketball, they've done football, and I love those shows. But being a former basketball coach, this is the one that I love the most. And the head coach at East Los Angeles College, the Mighty Huskies, John Mosley is joining us. John, how you doing today? Hey, how you doing, Mike? Just doing okay. Excited to be on, man, and, and love to to share. I get excited uh, about that marriage, about faith, and and what we're doing in our lives to to kind of you know have a, a, a that spiritual imprint on what we're doing in our lives. So uh, basketball and I guess Bibles is is. Uh, is where I'm at. Man, you and I both. And, and I want to thank uh, people at Netflix. It's been just great, you know, um, allowing us to do this and helping us set this up. Abby Freemeyer, who's the publicist for Last Chance U Basketball, has been a big uh, kind of the, the right in between and saying, look, I'll help you set this up. So I want to thank Abby and everybody from Netflix. And, and again, go to Netflix.com. And men's basketball um, is, is obviously something that I've been involved with for a long time. And I couldn't stop watching this. My daughter, Katie, kept calling saying, are you at, uh, you at episode four yet? Wait till you get to four, Dad. You got to get to four. Well, I got to episode four. And in the middle of it, hit pause, went to the computer, and sent uh, Coach Mosley an email. And uh, my favorite episodes, John, before we get your background, episode four and five. I, I thought you taking these guys to that ranch, 
Yeah. I, and look, you only see so much because this is a TV show and you don't know what you don't see. But I thought that that was the perfect time to do that, Coach, because I felt like like it was on the brink. You may have lost that that locker room, but taking him to that ranch, I thought, was just a game saver. Yeah, we had had so much success, and uh, you, you try to find ways to bring guys together. And uh, you, you, like you said, you have that fork in the road where you can separate where the guys will drift. They're a little worn down. They're a little worn out. They're tired of each other. And you can kind of see it in some of the, the, the story as I was, it was being put, put together in the show. Uh, they were worn down, and, um, and we just had to figure out something. And going up there, it was either we were going really fall apart or we were really going to come together because they just had to have an opportunity to know what was going on in each other's lives. And that would either drive them together or drive them away. So you kind of take a chance there. Uh, and we took a chance because you can go up top on the mountain and they can click up more, you know, and say, well, no, our group is going to walk this way. We're going to walk that way. But ultimately it brought us together because those guys learned a lot about each other. They learned a lot about me as well. Well, and the fact that, you know, you sat back and allowed them to, you know, to, to mimic you a little bit, I think that brings them so much closer together that, that you sit there and laugh at, at, at that, and they're able to then just kind of say, Coach, this is how we see you, I, I thought was it was just awesome. We were uh, talking to John Mosley, again, the men's basketball coach at East Los Angeles College, and uh, he's the head coach on, on this Netflix show that we've talked about, Last Chance You Basketball. Hey, John, can we talk about your background, how you grew up, and how you ended up um, playing basketball at, I believe, Masters University. And and I definitely want for sure to talk about the coach there. I know that uh, Coach Bill Oates, uh, oh, legendary yeah. coach, and we lost about a year ago in February. And, and that's got to be a big part, I think, of, of your story. But let's talk a little bit about where you grew up and, and how you ended up getting there. Yeah. Well, just by no means, I, I, I had – I'll just start with this. You know, I grew up in a, in a tough neighborhood, and walking down the street, yeah, it's gang-infested, it's drugs. You know, it's gotten better, so I don't want to throw my city, South Central, under the bus. It's gotten a little bit better. But I, I was – and this is why it's important. You know, I did have a mother and father at home. Um, but at the same time, I was out there in, in, in the streets, and that's how I grew up. Those are the people who grew me up. So ultimately, I was raised in South Central L.A. My parents – you know, they were in between middle class and, and right under that. Um, but just grew up there, went to Washington High School, um, and then uh, didn't make it out academically. I was recruited out of high school. And for, like I explained my basketball journey, I ended up at a community college, which was East, East Los Angeles College. And then coming out of East Los Angeles College, I uh, had an opportunity to go to the Masters College. And what's crazy is the Lord, he closed those doors. You know, we want to go Division One, play Division One basketball so bad. And um, I thought I was good enough, but he closed those doors, and I ended up at the Masters College. And that was where God wanted me to be. And I can't tell you, had that not happened, you wouldn't be talking to me right now uh, because it helped my faith grow. It wasn't like I, I you know, just became saved, but I – I, I, I was able to grow and I was able to understand how to live and how to exposit and understand scripture. Um, I had a, a relationship, but then to be able to have that component of understanding scripture, amazing. And then all, all of, and then after that, I go on this mission trip, which it was crazy. My intention on this mission trip was I just want to go because if I get over there, then I can play pro ball afterwards, you know. But God had had uh, had other plans, and I was isolated because I didn't speak the language, and all I had was His Word. And my faith, it, it just off the charts in terms of in terms of that. And then I came back, Bill Oates, 
uh, I had one class to finish. Bill Oates, my former coach at the Masters University, it was a Masters college at the end, he invited me. He said, hey, you got one class to finish, I'll pay for it, come sit on the bench with me. And that's how it all started. And from there, just uh, never my intention was never to, to coach basketball. I mean, I was even running out there, you know, acting. I was, a, I was doing, being a barber, and I wanted to – it was all kind of stuff that I was trying. Uh, but when I sat on the bench and I saw what he did, and I saw the ministry go forth through basketball, uh, because as a player, you really don't see the ministry side of it. You're going through so many other emotions. But I saw the ministry side of it when I sat on the side of a coach. And then that's when I kind of said, well, you know what, I think I can do this. And he started me out in my career. Hey, Coach, you know, Bill Oates, um, and, and I've read a lot about him uh, prepping for, for this show. And I, as a former basketball coach, I just was intrigued at some of the quotes that 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 people had about him, not only as a man, but as a coach. And my favorite was um, he taught us how to really honor God through the simple game of basketball. And I thought, man, if he was alive to be able to read that, and I know that people have told him that, but to be able to read that, 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 that there's, you know, people out there that say, look, this is who he was. You know what? He was God first, basketball second, but he was able to, to really teach us how to honor God through the simple game of basketball. Is just such a great quote about a man. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, that's where I learned. Uh, and, you know, I coached Division One basketball, and I had the opportunity. I'm in the basketball world. So I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the grassroots of it. I'm in L.A. So I know what, what goes on from top to bottom from basketball, from the, the highest level ranked player to the lowest. And by starting out with him, I mean, this is amazing what God has did in my life. This is absolutely amazing because I started out with a, with a man of God who understand and, and, and competed at the highest level as a coach with athletes in action. They represented the United States in the World Games in the 70s. And, you know, John Wooden was his color commentator, and so that's how that oh, relationship boy. became. And I had an opportunity to kind of be in that little marriage as well. But for him to perform at the highest level and win the World Games – and then to be able to bring it all in and, and, and compete at the highest level at the Masters College and have a successful program where we're top ten and understand and be under that for the beginning. So my foundation starts there with basketball, you know, let alone my, my foundation in, in, in my faith and where my faith comes from. But my foundation in basketball to be able to understand how to do things with integrity and to be able to do things uh, that honor God, honors God and realize that this is a ministry. This is a ministry. And I, I can't tell you, I'm, I'm thankful to God for that, you know, that he, he put me there. And I wish, I wish, you know, he passed away. He was all excited, like, oh, they're filming you, what's happening? And he passed away uh, early early spring and, and during the filming time. And it was, it was oh. pretty painful because I so bad wanted him to see the fruits of his labor, how he poured into me. And to see those fruits come out, because I'm like a mirror image of him. Uh, in terms of everything that he's done. Well, you know, the other part that I read about Bill Oates, and, and it, you know, I didn't know we'd spend this much time, but if you're okay with that, I am, because he was a big part of your life. But the yeah. disciplinary part of him, you know, he was, he 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 did not accept any corners being, you know, taken. And he wanted everything I read. He said, said, look, he deeply cared for his athletes, but he accepted nothing but the best of his players. And, Coach, after episode one, with yours, I said, oh, I love this guy. He, he is not, you know what, he's trying to get everything he can from these guys, and he does not care right now what they feel about him because he's going to get the best out of them. And, and I love that. He is John Mosley. 
He is uh, the head men's basketball coach at East Los Angeles. And understand, he was named one of the, the 50 most impactful coaches in JUCO basketball. And, he, you know, a boy can't come home. He was a Husky, always a Husky, and he is uh, doing a great job with this program at East Los Angeles as their men's basketball coach. And he is uh, he's on, he has definitely made his impact not only on the basketball floor in the locker room, but on that campus because he's a big part of that entire campus. Take a look at this show on Netflix. Go to Netflix.com. If you need it, uh, you can stream it. And I would uh, highly recommend anybody that watches this you're going to fall in love with this man and his staff. Hey, Coach, last question before we get to a break. I know that when people talk about the players and the people on that on that show, they all start with Joe Hampton. I, I, I want to start with your assistant coaches because, mm-hmm. man, I thought the world of Coach Hunter and Coach uh, Robinson. And, you know, I, I just think these two guys really work hard, obviously, like you do, but they care a lot about these kids. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what, when – my interview process is different, and it's not even an interview. It's casual. Hey, coach, I like what you're doing. Hey, I think I want to come over and work with you. Sure, come on in and uh, and just take a look and see what we're doing. And what's interesting is a lot of people eliminate themselves from being – I never – because we don't we don't pay the assistant coaches like they should be paid at the community college in California. They don't have the budget for it, and it's not that we don't want to. It's just not budgeted. So anybody who's here is almost voluntary, and they get a little tiny little stipend and make some money doing camps. So I just invite anybody almost. I really don't tell anybody, no, I don't want you to work here. I say, hey, come and take a look. Come hang around. Just just come and hang around. And I, you immediately can feel the commitment level. It's a match. They say, I love the commitment to the kids, and they want to be a part of that. And then sometimes, hey, you, you may get a group of guys that it's like, ah, I thought it was going to be more, you know, Division One coaches here. I thought we were going to do this. I thought it was going to be more. And they kind of aren't impressed, and they kind of say, ah, that's not what I, maybe I want to do. But when you find guys who are like-minded, and I say, just come hang around. Anybody who wants to work, come a month in the summer and see what I do. That it's, no, it, it's not glamorous. It's work, and it's about – you know, what's going on in these young men's lives, and do you want to deal with that, and can you handle that, and can you be a part of that, and does that does that attract you? And it attracted Coach Hunter. It attracted Coach Rob, and Coach Rob had just gotten let go. Um, he was in a program, all-time winners, nothing. He didn't do anything wrong. The administration just wanted to do something different at a high school, and he was there for 20 years. And so he said, man, I just want to be a, a part of a program. I heard he drove down. We didn't even know each other. He drove down the summer prior and said, hey, I heard you're a good man. You love, you know, these kids and you want to, you know, that's what you're about and that's what I'm about. And right away he came in and he worked for a week and that's what he was about. And so it was just a mutual attraction. It's just a mutual attraction that we have. I never tell any coaches, hey, I don't think this is going to work out or not. They just don't work out. They just don't work because they see how passionate and how hard. It's not about the glamour. It's not about wins and losses, although the show was built up about winning. It's about making sure we transition these young men's lives and we move them forward. And that was attractive to Coach Rob and attractive to Coach Hunter. And those guys – they should not be with me. They should be making six figures somewhere else doing something. You know, they shouldn't be with me, but that's who God put here. And you know what? He put them here during the show, and it was perfect, and it was exactly what needed to be seen for God to get glory. John, if you uh, if you think of the term gym rat, 
a coach hunter comes to mind to me because it seems like you know he's probably out at all kinds of high school practices talking to kids high school games and when they did show him at a game i don't think anybody walked by that he didn't know and yeah. he's waving, how you doing? Hey, hey, how's your son doing? Hey, coach, how you been? And I just thought, man, this guy is in a gym as often as he can be. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I, I think the, the pandemic may have, have, have hurt some things, but, you know, I, I believe they really wanted to, you know, Netflix and, and uh, Last Chance, you really wanted to highlight his life like they highlighted some of the other coaches, like myself and Rob a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, I may have run out of time with the pandemic. Um, but yeah, the, the sacrifice that his family makes as well. Everybody's all committed, so I, I'm forever grateful and indebted. The whole family is in, is 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 committed to helping our program because they all have to do it as a family, you know. Um, but he's a strong leader in its in itself, and he's out there in the streets, man. You know, he coaches in the Drew League, which is like a summer pro am league. You get KD and, and and all those you know guys come, all the, the the California guys come and play in that league, the NBA guys, and so he's a coach on that team. He's connected there. He's just a gym rat. He's all over the place recruiting. Everybody's gift is allowed to be just you know magnified, and it's just amazing. And you know, and I'm. I'm I'm forever grateful for having him. And I'm like, man, when these guys leave, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, but I guess we're blessed. You know, and, and as an assistant, I've been a head coach and assistant coach. And I got to tell you, John, that, that going six inches over right to the left or the right is is a long way. I was a better assistant coach because I, I, I never wanted the head coach's job. I think the best assistant coach is 100% loyal to the head coach. We can yell and scream at each other all we want in the coach's office, but that door opens up. Man, I am lockstep with the head coach, and I thought these guys did a great job. Plus, you get to be the good cop every once in a while. Coach Rob was the good cop, and I thought Coach Hunter was was a nice in-between guy, but Coach Rob was the guy putting his arm saying, hey, no, no, I got him. He'll be okay. And I just, man, I fell in love with the show. I was hoping for about 15 episodes. It it got to eight, and then I I read something, and I said, look, is there a chance for a second season? And we're not going to break any news here, but my favorite part was – you know, when I read this, look, there, there may be another reason for John to want to do a second season. In fact, it was John's pastor who persuaded him to do the show in the first place. Ultimately, it was my pastor, John said, of all people. You would assume a pastor may say, no, you don't want the spotlight. We want to be humble. He said, share the message. Share what God is doing in your life and share how you impacted these young men. And I thank John's pastor for that. He is John Mosley, head men's basketball coach at East Los Angeles College. You want to watch this show, go to Netflix.com, Last Chance You Basketball. You will not be disappointed. Let's get to a break. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan, 
I'm Mike McGivern, and I cannot tell you the amount of patience that Coach John Mosley from East Los Angeles College has had because the computer's here. I, John, I have to tell you, only when I'm doing Faith in the Zone, and it just is, is amazing to me. If I can come in here and record any of the other shows I do, no issues. Get to Faith <laughs> in the Zone, and the, and something says, hey, we're going to try to mess this guy up again. He is John Mosley, head basketball coach at East Los Angeles College. The, the Huskies had a great season. This would be two years ago now. Um, and Last Chance You Netflix has done this eight-episode show that I, I cannot recommend enough. Hey, Coach, um, can we talk a little bit about your testimony and your faith and, and where your journey began? You know, well, again, as I spoke, rough neighborhood, rough, you know, surroundings, but fortunate enough that, you know, my mom, we started early, and she would snatch me, you know, by the ear, and I was going to church, and we're going to Bible studies and Sunday schools and all that, and, you know, you know, just like us, we were young, that grew up in a Christian home, but um, in it was kind of, you know, kind of shoved at me, but it wasn't until, uh, you know, I started high school, and I, I shared a moment where uh, I was about to get into some trouble, and then, you know, basketball showed up. Uh, towards the end of my high school career, I, I can I never forget uh, the Jordan, Michael Jordan 2s. I had those on, and I was walking home from school, and so those were, you know, 100 bucks at the time. Oh, my gosh, I, that was almost like 1000 bucks. So I'm walking home from school with these $100 Jordans on that my aunt bought, brought me. Um, and the car pulls up and, you know, says, hey, what size shoe you wear? So basically that's basically saying we're going to take your shoes, you know. And I knew it was some gangbangers, and by that time I had just completely flipped to, to basketball. And unfortunately a young lady uh, walked out who uh, I was literally down the street from her home, and she says, John, are you okay? Well, they called me John John back in the day. Okay. You know, John John, are you okay? So I said, uh, yeah, I'm okay. And then they said, what size shoe you wear? Well, before she said that, they said, what size shoe you wear? And then they say, I think those are my size. Oh. And so she walks in the house, I walks out, and she says that. And then after that, they kind of pull off because they see somebody's watching. And I walk home, and I kind of got tears in my eyes. And at that at that time, I said, Lord, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that, um, you know feeling i knew that the god was calling me he had a call in my life i just always felt there was i could never really super step out and do anything that was you know i had that conviction when i thought i was going to join it well i joined the game you know we call it getting put on and so what happens is they surround you in a circle and then they you got to fight and they beat up on you so that happened in the ninth grade until i saw the basketball tryouts and i made the separation so they beat me up and then i end up you know uh, having this this deal happen where they try to take my shoes and I say you know what let me I go in the house and I'm praying and I'm like Lord I just I'm tired and I pray to him and I said Lord I'm fully committing to you and at that time I committed my life um, it, all while still going to church and you know prior to that but I truly felt that conviction in my heart and that's when I I really felt that uh, I, I said okay I'm gonna live my life out for him and through that time. Um, I really didn't know how to live it out in terms of discipleship. Yeah, I, I grew up in my church. I'm there at my church. But sometimes that trust factor, because that's where you grew up, and it's just like you don't want to let anybody know that you're struggling. You kind of put on a front, you know what I'm saying? You you don't want anybody to know that you're struggling with, you know, you're looking at girls, and you, sure. you got this going, and you're hanging out, and you want to still be cool. 
and then I go through junior college, and then here, here I am. I end up, God ordained me to be at the master's college. He said, that's where you're going. That's where I'm going to teach you how to understand my word, and I truly did. And sitting there, again, I'm, I'm walking around campus, and I feel like there's, you know, a sense, a little, little level of self-righteousness because, hey, I'm from the hood, and I'm going to school here, and I'm just coming to play ball, man. Forget all this, you right. know. And uh, what's interesting is we would hear lots of speakers in chapel and all that. And you know what? I, I understood the word. I knew it. But what's very interesting that it was John MacArthur's message that really kind of hit home. And I started to understand, you know what? I love the way the gospel was presented. I love the way the message was presented and how he presented it. It made sense to me. You know, a lot of times, sometimes the message can come at you like it's poking at you and it's self-righteous. But there was a presentation. And, you know, I would wear my headphones sometimes at chapel because I was forced to go, and I'd be listening to gospel music. And they'd say, oh, you heathen, you're not supposed to have your headphones on. And I'd be like, look, you don't know what I'm listening to. I'm listening right. to the gospel. You know, and just because I walk around and wear a hoodie, I'm not saved, you know. But it was a message and uh, from John MacArthur that, that got my attention, and I was grabbed. And then I was like, wow, I understand how it was broken down, and it was a scripture I knew, and I was like, wow, I can't, I didn't know it was that much in the Word of God. And so as we go through, I go through that journey, and I finish up as a player, and I'm still learning uh, out my face, and I'm, and I'm living with players, basketball players that are like, these are, they're ball players, they look good, they're strong faith, and I'm like, man, they're not out there running the streets and being promiscuous or anything. I'm like, man, this is how I need to be, and I'm seeing young ladies live out their faith and they're keeping themselves, and I'm like, man, I want to marry somebody like this, and I'm looking around like, this is great, but I'm still holding it in. You know, I'm keeping the front like, no, nah, but I'm from the city, so I can't, I can't, you know, I can't let them know that I'm, I'm really feeling this, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So what happens is we go on this missions trip, and my whole intentions, they're like, Mosley, why don't you go on a missions trip where we're going to play against the professional teams, and then we'll share our faith. Uh, at halftime, and then we'll do uh, we'll do clinics and ministry. And lo and behold, that was when God said, "This is that. where I'm a te- this is where I'm gonna isolate you, and this is where you're gonna be consecrated." And so He consecrated me. So we go there, and you know we have to do these. Take this class if you go on a missions trip, how to present the gospel, right? right? And so I'm in this class before we go at the Master's College. It's an elective, and I'm like, there's no way I can present the gospel. I can't do this. Like, they show all these steps, and I'm like, this is amazing. I can't remember this. I'm not going to be able to present the gospel to anybody. Well, you know what? When we got over there and people would share the gospel that was in our group, in our missions group, when I got up to share my faith, I when I was authentic, and I was be able to share with people that look like me and that had the same background. And I even flipped my testimony and I shared another story that resonated with all of those people there. And you know what happened? I, we were halfway through every, everybody takes turns sharing their faith in this month. All of the group that was there, they said, John, you share for the rest of the time. I mean, everybody that was there who I thought were like, man, they're these great Christians. Yeah. They say, you share. He said, your testimony, your your testimony and where you come from, that resonates. You, man, you go. You do it. And I'm like, okay. And I'm sharing. And I'm thinking like, man, this is something that I can do. Amen. And I'm like, man, I do really do have a ministry. I, I, this is what God called me to do. And then uh, they all left because my intention is like, hey, uh, I was with Athletes in Action or Athletes in Mashiel. We're yep. over there. And 
uh, I, my roommate, my college roommate is from Brazil, uh, Rogério Soares, and he's leading athletics in Nashville right now. So he tells me, he's like, yeah, I'm going to help you get on the pro team, John, if you stay. So I stay a couple weeks after everybody leaves. Oh. Nobody speaks English except for him and his wife, <laughs> Susan Soares. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I, so I wake up in the morning, and I, and I do my normal, you know, you do your 30-minute, your hour devotion. Well, there was nothing else to do, so I spent a little bit more time in the Word. I started to cross-reference. I, I would never really cross-reference. That's all I could do is cross-reference. Oh, let me see what that means. Let me see whether the Scriptures relate. And then all of a sudden I said, you know what? I didn't finish that. Let me go back at, at night and let me finish it. And so I go at night and I'm looking and I'm like, I'm finishing it. So my devotions go from a half an hour, you know, your 15 minutes to half an hour to six hours. I was in his word. Amen. I was in his word for six hours. And then when I came back and I came back and I played a little bit, but then when I came back, my best friend picked me up from the, from the airport and he looked at me. He just kept looking at me. He said, dude, he said, bro, you're glowing, bro. He said, he was like, he couldn't talk. He was like, and I was in this posture, and they talk about Paul's posture. And I just had this posture of, of humility and the posture of I was so fearful of God. I was like, gosh, what, did I, what have I been doing all my life? I had read about him, and I'm sitting here listening and reading about his word. So that's what that trip did for me. Amen. It took me in a place where I had to study. No, no, no. I, I didn't have to. I had no other choice. You had no choice. There was, no choice. There was nothing. I, I couldn't read. I couldn't understand the the, the t- television shows. All I had was the Bible because they say, you know, bring your Bible and your study notes, you know. And so that's all I had. And so I came back and I was just like, oh, God, what have I been doing? I was like, I am so sorry, Lord. I said, what? What have I been doing? I'm reading about who he is, and you read the Old Testament, which I thought was boring. I'm like, this is boring. This is history. But then you really read and see how he moved and how Yahweh just, what what, what it was. Amen. And then you come over to the New Testament and these commandments and how we should be living out our lives. I was completely thrown. And I just came back, and I said immediately I started Save Through Hoops, and I started this ministry where I'm, I'm just doing these clinics, these same clinics in the city, and I'm bringing them together. And then that's when, yeah, of course, Bill Oates, said, hey, you got, one more, uh, you got one more class to finish, come finish. And then that's when I said, okay, that's what I want to do. He showed me how to minister, and I, I brought all that together. And from there, that's where it's been. That's where it's been. Amen. He is John Mosley. If, if you didn't get why I have recommended the listeners – to to go to Netflix and watch this show, you just I you just heard it. I have goosebumps on my arms, man. Because look, John Mosley's saying, I, I I had no choice. I'm in. I'm out of this this country. Nobody speaks English. I'm on a missions trip. And if you listen to Faith and Zone, you understand that when you, when you take a sport outside of the country and you roll a basketball, a soccer ball, a foot, you know baseball. Uh, people are going to come. You're going to get a chance to, to get up on the mountaintop a little bit and give your testimony. Man, the Lord caught him there. He said, okay, here we go. I'm, I'm going to set this up now. I'm going to set you up to exactly what I want you to do. And it's funny, John, um, all these years, there's been a number of guys been on the show that, that they have said things that have really stuck with me. And Mike Lightfoot, who is a coach at a Division three college in Indiana, in fact, the, the, the all-time winningest coach in Division three college basketball, was on the show a couple years ago, and he said, Mike, I was really good inside the locker room 
of, of sharing my faith and, and, and sharing my testimony and talking about the Bible to my players and my staff. And as soon as the door w- opened up, I just froze up. And, and so I took a couple classes at church. I read some books. Nothing was helping me. And then I read a book called I'm Not a Fan. And I spent the extra $3 for that rubber bracelet that said I'm not a fan. And I had it on, and I was—I read this book, and I was in the grocery store. A woman uh, in the produce department, lady next to me, saw that on my wrist, and she said, who aren't you a fan of? And he said, I'm not a fan of Jesus Christ. And the woman said, excuse me? And she said, he said, I'm not a fan because fans said on the sidelines, I'm a follower. Can I tell you about it? Awesome. And he said, Mike, that $3 bracelet— is that I have about a hundred of them now that I never leave home without it. But that three dollar bracelet has opened up more doors for me, and it's amazing that the Lord puts you in the place where okay, it's now you're ready to to go on this thing. Hey, at the end of the first segment, John, I talked about the pastor at your church that said, "Look, ultimately, you know, it, you you do want to do this." You know, you said, "Look, do I want to be in the spotlight? I, don't I need to be humble as a Christian man?" But he said, "Share that message. Share what God is doing in your life." We had Coach Tony Dungy on a number of years ago, and he talked about the platform. And he's written books about utilize your platform. Well, this look, this campus and this this uh, this college, uh, this is certainly a platform. And and Netflix said, okay, we're we're now giving going to give you this microphone to talk about this side of your your life. And I and I just can't thank your pastor. Enough, and they, they one of the episodes you were in the church. It's a smaller church. In fact, it's yeah. a very small church. But man, a God a God fearing church. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, it's 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 a it's a church. We we're teaching the Bible, and you know sometimes it can get lost, man. If it gets too big, there's man, it can, it can become entertaining. It could be, and we just haven't. You know, our focus is is the Word of God, and so I've, I've, the Lord is. I've been called to to speak and do some things at some other churches, but the Lord just leads me to continue to be uh, there. And I just feel like he, he's called me to be, be there and I'll, I'll continue to be there until he, you know, it's a church I grew up in. So uh, I'll be there until, you know, he calls me to do different. Um, Amen. But, but yeah, he told me to step out there and he believed that, you know, predestined and, 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 you know, I, you know, tribute to, to last chance you and their team. What they told me is they said, John, it's this is no trick. We're not going to try to trick you or duke you. Whatever you are is what's going to show up. And I was I was still skeptical. I was a little hesitant, but I said, okay, I'm gonna trust them. Whatever I am is going to show up, and and it did. I'm, I'm I love my family. I love I'm I'm compassionate about um, about other people, and and then also the you know the way I coach the game is yeah. pretty. It's pretty out there as well. I was actually surprised about that. I was like, man, I am a little turned up, you know. <laughs> hey, John, when I when I first started coaching, and we're going to get to a break right after this, but I was 17 years old, and think about, and I'm an old, I'm a grandfather of four, so this is a long time ago. But I had a a, a parent come up to me, and she had to bring this big camera and those big VHS tapes, and said, hey, I taped this game, I taped for you, and I said, oh, thanks. She goes, but please don't be mad at me. I didn't do it for the reason you think. And I went home and watched it. She taped me on the sidelines. I was so embarrassed, John. I was embarrassed. I was a 17-year-old Bobby Knight wannabe. And it just, like, it, I, I, I was so embarrassed that I, well, I didn't completely stop, but I certainly uh, got much better throughout the years. He is John Mosley. Again, men's basketball coach at East Los Angeles. The Mighty Huskies, you can meet him. Um, on Netflix. You can learn a lot about him. He's got a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, and these players. We're gonna, I'm going to ask him about a few of these players 
that are on this show and what they're doing. On the other side of the break, this is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern, again, Flying Solar, our special guest, men's basketball coach at East Los Angeles. He is John Mosley. Hey, Coach, so we uh, at the end of segment two, we talked a little bit about trying to trying to catch up on some of these players. And, and again, I, I'm sure that 100% of the time or 90% of the time when they start talking about players that were on that team, they start with Joe Hampton. I want to start, and I'm going to get to Joe, but I want to start with that guard. Um, Deshaun Higgler, I, I just, I love point guards. I'm a big point guard guy, and I and I like guys that that can take over a game by getting gaps and kicking, and they're t- they're tougher, and they're kind of like a coach out on the floor. And there were times that he was that. He had a hard time hitting shots for a while there, but but his story. Not only as a player, but his life, you know, his mom passed and, and and it's still a you know an issue, I think, with him as far as trying to be a better kid and and trying to better be a better basketball player. I'm wondering the relationship that you had with him, did it surprise you at all when you went back and watched um some of the episodes that that you know he kind of rolled his eyes a little bit when you started to open up about your faith? Oh, no, 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 no. Look, I, I, I know how these guys respond. Part of my, uh, part of my, my mission is to help these young men learn how to respond. They never learn how to respond the right way to adversity or, or criticism or anything like that. So I expect that. And a lot of times we just write young men off or young women or whatever it is. We write people off in general based on their response. So my goal is to make sure that we can help them respond, change their response. Uh, I tell people these guys got diamonds inside of them. The reason why I know because I, I say basketball reveals. Okay, We can reveal who they are. I can see they're performers. They're going to have success in life. I just have to peel off and I, we, we got to burn off or, or chip away at all the other crap that's on the outside. And that, that's, that's my mission. I'm, I just have the patience because I know I, I had a little attitude. I had a little, little swag. I was a little arrogant when I was younger. And if people gave up on me because of that, I, you know, I wouldn't have made it as far as I, I made it. And, um, and I know they don't have anywhere to go. I know it's just a front sometimes. And so we, we allow them to, you know, I've allowed them. And they say, well, why don't you discipline them? And I'll, you know what? I know, uh, and we—I know the relationship we have, and they wouldn't have success if we didn't uh, work on those things. And, and, and you know, the show—we built it up, we built up the characters, but they've actually gotten you know a hundredfold in terms of the turn uh, that they've made. I the, the, the how you handled uh, Joe Hampton, Coach. I I, I just. Uh... You know, I body a little bit. I do. I don't know that I could have done that. I've had kids like that over the years at the high school level, 
and uh, very at, at times very destructive, but but so talented. But but you know what you you uh, you got him through it. He's I think he's at Long Beach University at this point. But talent wise, the, the the kid was the best player on the floor when he wanted to play. And yeah. I just the fact that you know he walked out of practice, walked off the the floor during games and a couple of times, and the fact that you still said, "Hey, look, I want to talk to you," and he's part of it. And I read an article where he said, "Look, this man, if I called him right now, he would come to help me." That's what yeah. he feels about you. He prayed for me. He said, "I've never had anybody pray for me," and and it's so I got to thank you for that. Um, KJ Allen for me, I, I thought was was maybe the best player um, all around that that you had. But again, we only see snippets of this. But my goodness, that kid was explosive and and thought that uh, he was a really good basketball player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, KJ was a mini. He's a mini Zion, and he's committed to USC right now. So oh, good. That's the level of talent that he is. Uh, he's committed to USC. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he has an opportunity to make a lot of money. Joe Hampton uh, in itself, again, like I said, man, you don't know what those young men are going through. Joe, the, the, the ironic part is everybody loves Joe because, like I said, basketball reveals, and they showed snippets of him being very unselfish. He is very unselfish, and he knows how to play the game, and everybody loved him for that. All we have to do is just fix the outside. That's right. all we got to do is fix the outside, and we got to have that compassion and that love that that Christ had for for others. Other than that, they came to me. They they looked at me and said, "Yeah, coach, I, I want you to help me." And they don't know how to they don't know how to get through it, so we got to help them through it. We got to help them through. Like, look, man, I'm gonna stick with you, okay? But guess what? When you move on, they're not gonna stick with you. So let's let's change these habits. Let's change these responses to your behavior. Your game is tight. The gifts that you have is tight, but we got to peel off all the other stuff that's preventing you from being your best. Hey, last question. I know you got to get going. Uh, he's John Mosley, the men's basketball coach, East Los Angeles. Again, get to, go to Netflix.com. You can stream this show, Last Chance You, uh, the basketball edition. Of all the uniforms that that uh, that you've worn throughout your 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 basketball playing days, from little league to from little league bay, whatever. If I, if I said, look, I could get you one more game, what uniform would you ask to put on, and who would you play against? Uh, I would I would want to put on that uniform for uh, the Masters College again. Uh, Billos, those experiences. I mean, we had six guys to play pro. One of my closest friends, you know, uh, Mike Pemberthy is coaching with the Lakers now. Sure. He played for the Lakers, and uh, he was on that team. And then James Mosley, my cousin. And then that was some great times, and we had great moments. We did those missions trips together. We did – uh, you know, we did the camping trips together where we could do the, the retreats, and those were some special moments. Those were pivotal moments in my life, um, and we forever bonded, and th- those are those are moments. And Bill Oates, he, he had a great way of, of uh, coaching us, and I, that, that w- I would love to put another uniform again and do it again. Hey, Ruka, who would you, is there a team that you just didn't like playing much when you played there? Who would you play that game against, Coach? You, hey, let me tell you something. NAI was phenomenal basketball in the mid, uh, in the mid '90s. Sure. I remember playing Belmont from Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, the coach, the Hall of Fame coach that's there. I remember playing them. We got knocked out by in the Elite Eight by them. Uh, they were number one in the country at the time. Oklahoma City. 
they beat us pretty good when we were number five, and they were, came in at a poor seed because they had to forfeit some games. They beat us pretty good. So Oklahoma City had, I think it was Win Case was the coach. They beat us pretty good. They won the uh, the national championship the year. Uh, so yeah, those were some times in our league we had battles. Biola University, Azusa Pacific, Oof. Westmont. You know what? Westmont College is the one because we pressured. And they, they ran the Princeton offense, and, and that is like kryptonite. Yep. Pressuring is kryptonite yes. uh, to uh, the, the Princeton <laughs> offense. And, and so I remember, no matter the talent level, they used to just Princeton backdoors. So Westmont College, those are some great days, man. man. And some phenomenal coaching, phenomenal basketball. I'll tell you this, I could sell tickets for that. If I could get uh, Coach John Mosley one more game against Westmont, I would definitely oh. be in the front row. Coach, <laughs> I can't thank you enough, sir. I, I, I really appreciate your patience with us back here again you can go to netflix and and watch last chance you and you you will fall in love with this man and the work that he's doing the servant leadership heart that he has for not only his family his kids and his wife but these kids at east los angeles i am a huge fan of coach john mosley coach thanks a lot sir have a great weekend thank you thank you you got it we're going to get to a break this is faith in the zone on 1250 a.m the fan back to faith in the zone a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and boy, I cannot thank Netflix and uh, the head coach over at East Los Angeles College, John Mosley, enough you know, I said in the beginning that I, a lot of people reached out to me about this show and how I should get this coach on. Well, one of those guys is Kevin Keltner, Pastor Kevin Keltner. He is, uh, if I can't have Ken on, I might as well have his son on, his favorite second oldest son who watched this show. And uh, big fan of John Mosley's. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Hey, um... You uh, you enjoy that show as well, and and you were one of the guys that got word to me that maybe I should take a look at at trying to get Coach Mosley on. And you uh, you been t- how long did it take you to get through the eight episodes? Oh man, we started uh, we we started watching it. My wife wanted to read or fall asleep on the couch or something. She did the old you can watch whatever you want. So I put on Last Chance You and. She was hooked too within ten minutes, and so we we started watching like two episodes a night. That's awesome. And I think it took us like four or five nights to get through it. Hey Kevin, when doing some research for the show, and this was my favorite uh, part when they when they say, "Look, is there a chance to have a second uh, a second season on this?" Said, so, "Look, there there is a chance, um, and here's why." John's pastor, coach uh, coach's pastor, persuaded him to do the show. And John said, ultimately, as my pastor of all people, you would assume a pastor may say, no, you don't really want the spotlight. No, you need to be humble. But this pastor said, share that message. Share what God is doing in your life and share how he impacted, uh, how you're impacting these young men. 
And you know what? I, I love the fact that the, the pastor, and if you you saw the episode, this church is a real small church. And yep. he, look, he said, um, I'm never leaving that church. That's my church, and I'm staying there. And I love the fact that the pastor basically said, use the platform that the Lord's given you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't know that. That's really neat. Um, yeah, you, you have a platform. God gives you an opportunity for a bigger platform. You get to you get to share it, share the message, and point people to Christ. That's awesome. You know, the other part that we talked a lot about that they didn't really show on on the episodes was, you know, that he went to uh, the Masters uh, um, University and he played for uh, Bill Oates, who was a legendary coach uh, for years at the, at that university, and he talked so much about how Coach Oates really taught them to honor God through the simple game of basketball. And, and you know, as, as a coach, as a former coach, you sure hope that, you know, people say things like that about, about you or as a player. Look, he honored God with the way he played basketball. So I know that, that Coach Oates, we lost him about a year ago, um, February, I guess, so a year and a few months. But, man, he would love to hear some of the things his former players are saying about him. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he would. That's quite a legacy. 100%. Hey, um, I, I said to Coach Mosley, I said, hey, I'm sure when people talk to you about this show, they want to you know, talk about Joe Hampton, and they want to talk <laughs> about Deshaun Higgler. I want to talk about your assistant coaches. That's what yep. I want to talk about. We did talk about Hampton, and we talked about um, – I don't think we got to Malik Muhammad, but K.J. Allen I thought was his best player. He's uh, committed to USC. He'll be playing basketball over there, and – he yeah, said, Joe Hampton's uh, still playing, it's Sean Hingler's playing, and he said he, he hopes the best for those guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he does. And he's got a unique uh, window of opportunity there where it's just a year or two with those guys, but you see the uh, just the bond that he makes with them. And that, that's what hit me immediately. I, we were like two episodes in. I said, there's something, there's something different about this guy. And I told Becca, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a Christian because – I have noticed that it seems like they're interviewing him sometimes in a church, but I said even just even just from the way that he shows up and cares about these guys and puts all the other stuff aside, like there's something different about this guy. 100%. I thought that too, and it was interesting because episode four, all of a sudden he closed the locker room door. And, you know, yep. and I said this to him, look, you're at a public university. He said, yep. He said, I tell you this, Netflix said this is not a trick. We're not doing this. We will show you. And I thought they did a pretty nice job with that. That's for sure. I I wish I had a little bit more time with him. I, w- I was wondering what it was like. Do you forget that the cameras are there? Um, or is it just, you know, you're always thinking about it? Because he was pretty open. He got up on the mountaintop pretty heavy in that locker room a couple times. Oh, he sure did. Sure did, man. I loved it. Made, yeah. me, made me ready to go play. Yeah. Can you can you still hit a jump shot once in a while? or Every once in a while, you know, I, I get to play every every now and then. Atta boy. I think I can still take you. Now, you know what? I don't know anymore. You know, I don't know. What the, next time you get to this area, you let me know. And I'll take any of your brothers. And you take your dad. And we'll we'll win that game. That's for sure. You get Pastor Ken. He's always open in the corner. You know that. No, I know that. That's the spot. Yeah, he can't defend. He can't stop me. I'm telling you. I don't know that. I'm just kidding. Kevin Keller, thank you so much. Hey, I really appreciate it. And, and the fact that you reached out. Um, to have John Mosley, the head coach at East Los Angeles College, on, that was a really good get, so I appreciate your help. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I'm glad that it worked out that you were able to get him on there. As soon as, as soon as I saw 
you know, that he went to Masters and things. I looked him up and was really surprised. Like, his contact info was right there on the page. I'm like, I got to send this over to my dad, Mike. Man, well, you did good. You did good. Say hi to the family. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight.